one. Hey everybody and welcome back to Cocky's Corner. Uh, this is Chandler here with my co-host Spencer. How's it going Spencer? What's up? And G-Money. How you feeling tonight G-Money? Pretty good. Pretty good. Well I don't really know why after Saturday but okay. Um, <laughs> so we missed the last couple of weeks just because of some personal things going on for all of us but we are glad to be back here uh, breaking down the Gamecocks and wallowing in self-pity at times. Um, but we're going to make the best of it. And we, on the bright, I mean, I guess the good news here is that we have gotten used to it to where we're learning to cope with it better um, with each time this happens. Because uh, as the SEC shorts put out this week, the scariest thing you can be in 2020 is a Gamecock fan. Um, so we, we, we certainly feel that. Um, but today we are going to be breaking down the LSU game from Saturday. We don't have a game next week to talk about because we got the bye week. So good news is we cannot lose. Cannot lose. <laughs> and, but we'll also be picking a few games from around the country in the SEC as well. Um, before we get started, though, any opening thoughts from Spencer or G Money? Um, I was just kind of... Well, I'm not going to say that I was expecting us to win, but I think I had a little bit more confidence in us than giving up 52 points to a not, freshman not quarterback. To a freshman quarterback who I will say, all of the freshman quarterbacks that we play, and it seems that we played for years and years and years, no matter who the coach was, just seems like that we always make them look like Heisman contenders. Not that he looked like a Heisman contender, but he did play pretty well for it being his first game. Yeah, I was kind of the opposite. I mean, I picked us to win just because I'm always going to be an optimist, but I was not surprised one bit. Um, Did I expect us to look quite that bad? No. I was not expecting to give up 52 points without forcing a punt. But I've seen this story too many times with Muschamp. You get a win that looks like you may build some uh, momentum, you come out the next week and you completely lay an egg. Um, so I was cautiously optimistic going into it, but I said all along that it, it, there would be nothing really about it that would surprise me just because I've, I've learned that I can't have too much confidence in a must-champ coach team. What are your thoughts, Spencer? Yeah, I mean, I'm about the same. I didn't think we were going to go down there and win, but I expected us to at least make it a fourth-quarter game. Not really, not have a shot at the end, but at least be competitive, not get blown out by almost 30 points and not force a punt. So, I mean, in that, yeah, I was disappointed, but I mean, I didn't think we'd go win, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just all around, it's, it's a disappointment, no doubt. Yeah, I was reading, and um, John Whittle on the Big Spur actually made a really good point about the frustration with Muschamp. And that is that it's not like South Carolina just goes out and loses a game in a conventional way pretty much ever. There's always something to it. There's either a poor coaching mistake that causes you to lose the game or you come out and just we're not prepared in any any facet of the game. Um, It's never just like you go out and play a good game and just uh, you get an unlucky bounce. doesn't really happen in South Carolina with Muschamp. Um, I mean, you look at just this year, Tennessee game, you had the questionable – very questionable decision to kick the field goal. And then the mistake with the ball hitting Cam Smith in the leg on the butt. Florida, you have the being down 
14 points with eight and a half minutes left and going down for a seven and a half minute drive without any urgency whatsoever. And then LSU come out and look like you found out you were playing 20 minutes before the game and were scared to try a single thing on defense. Like, here's the thing that's maddening. And I, I use the word maddening a lot when talking about Les Champ, and I've realized that. So what does that tell you about him as a coach? <laughs> you playing a freshman quarterback, and you don't even try or attempt to put pressure on him. Mm, like if there were yeah. 10 yards of cushion, you rush forward the whole game, like, there was nothing at all done in that game to try to make him uncomfortable. Yeah, and that's that's one thing that I said all week last week that I wanted them to do. I said that I wanted to see them go out and stack the box and put as much pressure on Finley as possible and force him to beat you through the air, and then you can drop back into coverage. But until he proves he can beat you over the top, shut down the run and put pressure on him when he's going to drop back and throw the ball and they just didn't do it and I don't know why yeah I completely agree I mean honestly I feel like Will Muschamp and T-Rob need to send some type of an apology gift or card or something to Miles Brennan because (laughs) I mean we played so poorly that the commentators on Saturday night were talking about Miles Brennan transferring He's had the best first three career games as an LSU quarterback of all time. And they're talking about him transferring because our defense is that bad that they made a freshman look good. A three-star <laughs> freshman. True freshman, not even a red shirt. Like, this guy was playing high school football this time last year. Wasn't – I mean, he was highly recruited in the sense of he had some big offers. Yeah. But ratings-wise, was not a highly rated guy. And we come out and make him look like he could be someone that would run off one of the best quarterbacks LSU has had through their first three games of all time. Like – it's just, oh, it's so, I mean, it's almost funny. G-Money, what are your thoughts? I'm just going to, I'm just going to say Muschamp, I've always said he's one of those guys who just feels like he wants to win a game like 20 to 17, and when you do that, you don't leave a whole lot of room for error for yourself. Because, I mean, with teams like Clemson, I mean, they blow teams out so bad that they don't have to worry about one stupid mistake, but when you... When you play games so close like that, you don't leave yourself any room for error. You almost have to play a perfect game to to win. So, Gee, Money, what about this game was close? Huh? What about this game was close? No, I'm just saying in general. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm just saying in general. And that's the thing, though. Like, I didn't see anything in the game plan of this that showed that we could have even made it a low-scoring game like that. Like... The defense did not play with the way of... Actually, I don't really know what the defense was doing. It wasn't like... Yeah, they... I I can't figure out. It wasn't even like the bend don't break. It was just bad. I mean, like, it was... We didn't force a single punt. If it weren't for just a extremely poor decision by LSU's quarterback to throw a ball that just went right to Ezimukwamu, which I like Ezimukwamu. I think he's a good player, but... Does he get lucky with some interceptions? Is it more for interceptions? I don't think people were talking about him as even like a top four or five round draft pick. I mean, coverage wise, he just doesn't show me a ton. Yeah. He's just he it's like he's I think he's too long, honestly, is what it is. It's just hard for him to keep his hips rotated correctly and I don't I don't really know what it is. It's just I think he's I think he's just kinda hit or miss. Mm-hmm. There's there's a lot about that defense that 
we could talk about. Um, just decisions of who you're playing to. Like, again, I don't mind the type. I don't want to bash any guy that plays for South Carolina because they're they're putting in a lot of time and effort and all of that. But there is zero reason that R.J. Roderick should still be starting on this football team. I mean, it is <laughs> – and that's nothing against him. Like, I, I fully believe he's doing everything he possibly can. But he just doesn't have the athleticism to play in the SEC right now. Um, he's a good backup, but I mean, if you just watch, it's like he's playing in quicksand. He's taking bad angles. He's slow. And it, I mean, I'm, what this game wasn't all on him. It's just kind of over the last few weeks, I don't really understand why he is still in the starting lineup. I think I put most, if not all, the blame in this game on preparation. It oh, yeah. seems like they weren't prepared at all. Which is something that I don't understand with Muschamp. There's just no consistency whatsoever. Seems like you never know what you're going to get with him. Yeah, it's just like, it makes you really wonder, what did we do in practice all week? Like, yeah. what was even talked about? Yep. Don't know. I mean, I, I, I'm not even joking. Like, you, they could have found out they were playing a game 30 minutes before that game started, and I don't think the game plan would look any different. Yeah. <laughs> At least not on defense. I don't know what the game plan on defense really was. Yeah, to be honest. That's the whole thing. Like, it just didn't seem to be. And the bad thing about that is we got a defensive minded coach. Yeah, I don't know. Supposedly. Yeah, supposedly. I mean, I'm at the point where if I was a team watching South Carolina, I don't want much champ as a defensive coordinator even. Yeah, he's one of those guys, <laughs> quality <laughs> control. Like I mean, Alabama brings all those guys in. And honestly, if he had something like that where he got to just go and not be leading a unit or a whole team for a year or two, he probably could bounce back and come back and be a coach. Because I think it, he's very smart, and I think he could be a good defensive coordinator in the future. I honestly just think he's in over his head. Yeah, if I were him, I would be begging us to fire him. But that would just be me. I mean, I know he likes, he enjoys coaching. I mean, I know they all do, but they want to be a head coach. But there's just some guys who prove that they're not. Yep, he's one of up them. for it. He doesn't need to be one right now, at least. And I like him a lot. Like as a person, he seems like a super nice guy. He can be kind of funny to listen to, but it's just it yeah. gets old. When every single week you have to hear. Yeah, we're gonna have to go review the film. Um, we're gonna look at the film and uh, address that. Well, then how come it doesn't? He did look say we were. <laughs> he did say we were out coached, which was pretty. Oh, obvious. did he finally admit it one time? I mean, Ed Orgeron yeah. himself came out and said that he was just shocked that we just gave him a four-man front the whole game and didn't try to confuse their quarterback as a freshman. Ed O even said that. Like for the opposing Do coach we... to essentially call you out, that's that's bad. We didn't have a single sack. Not a single no, did, one. Did we ever touch him other than design quarterback runs? I don't think so. Sure didn't seem like it. No. I do want to say one bright spot. Ernest Jones played a heck of a game. Yeah. 19 tackles. That's insane. Kevin Harris had a pretty good game. Well, yeah, I was thinking more on defense. Um, Ernest Jones on defense had a really, really good game. He also, on the kick return that they had for a touchdown, which, again, inexcusable. Um, (laughs) Possibly get a little bit of momentum and go turn around and do that. But he was the one that somehow almost caught him. I have no clue how. That guy is fast. 
But he almost caught him there at the end. Yeah. Him and JC are by far the best players on defense. Yeah, I agree. Just just overall disappointing. Yep. Well, I mean, there's only so much we can say about the defense. It's so bad. So, do you want to turn to the offense? <laughs> not because Colin Hill? Yeah, outside well, of Kevin Harris, there's positive. not much to let's talk about. Let's start with about. positive about Kevin Harris, and Finley played well, too. Yeah, we say this every week. Kevin Harris is the bright spot on the offense. That's right, but let's keep talking about him. He deserves some credit. Listen, did any of us... I was somewhat high on Kevin Harris, but did any of us expect anything like this, honestly? No. No. I mean, that guy really looks like he's one of the best running backs in this. I mean, he's averaging, I know, at least Mm -hmm. this week, he averaged 10.5 yards a carry. Average. So, I mean. I mean, he just. He's playing out of his mind. He has possibly some of the best combination of just power of breaking tackles and speed I've ever seen at South Carolina. Telling you, mm-hmm. next year he's only a yeah. sophomore. Marshawn Lloyd and Kevin Harris could be a scary two-headed monster. Back then Deshaun Fenwick too. I mean, yeah, and Fenwick's not bad. Like, and then honestly, I think once the Quandre White, I think once he gets into the system and understands work, because you got to remember he came in late this offseason. I don't think he got there until like middle of August or so. Um, like that running back room. That that's like the one thing that I'm truly really excited about for the future. And I think we've said that before on here, but. Like, it's gotten a, more interesting as the years progressed with Kevin Harris's success. Yeah, like, I mean, I just love watching him run. I don't know mm-hmm. why we don't run it more with him. Yeah, I was about. I mean, with the way that Colin Hill was playing, that played uh, Saturday night, and obviously you're not gonna, for whatever reason, give anybody else a shot, and you only run the ball twelve times with Kevin Harris. Is that's just dumb boneheaded coach in it in my opinion but i mean i get that towards the end of the game you were down so much that you had to throw it but still i mean if run if running the ball is working yeah i mean at 10 and a half yards a pop yeah i mean i don't know nah, i can't happy to see dirty got in the game yeah he had a nice little play and they didn't put him back in there at quarterback again that was a nice Shai run. Smith he had. didn't have a. Didn't have a. I was expecting Shy Smith not to have a huge game just because they were going to put Singley on him. Yeah. Um, but also, I mean, we had guys running open almost all night, and mm-hmm. Colin Missed Hill, him. like, I'm sorry, but he shouldn't be a starting quarterback in the SEC. I love his story. Great to come back from so many injuries, but. There's a reason that at Colorado State he won, I think, like, what was it, three games in his career? Yeah. I mean, just so much of a statue. Mm-hmm. Just, I mean, he can't create anything outside of the pass. Yeah, I mean, this, Saturday night's a game where when they're getting pressure like that, if you're not going to throw Holinsky um, back there, at least give Doty a shot. It's a throwaway year. You don't have to worry about him losing a year of eligibility, and he can move. I'd just give him a shot just to see if he's if he works. I mean, you know, I agree, cause you're down 20 points. What have you got to lose? And Colin Hill's not only a statue. He's a statue that holds the ball way too long. Mm-hmm. Like, he had yeah. guys open that he was just scared to throw it to. Yep. 
And then the pick six, yes, Jalen Brooks did stop running his route. That's definitely an issue there. Like it's not. <laughs> but why do you throw that ball? Yeah, but you, you got to recognize it. that. He, as he stared it down from the beginning. Like I could tell just watching on TV that he was going to Jalen Brooks no matter what on that play. Like you could see it coming from a mile away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just. It's hard for me to see what I saw Saturday, for you to tell me that he is the. God, that gets us the best chance to win. Has he played terribly this year? No, not, he hasn't, other than that game. But if you watch, even the other games, if his first read is covered, the play's over. Mm-hmm. Like, it's his first read or nothing. And, I mean, you just you can't win that way consistently. I mean, let's be real. The two games we've won, Vanderbilt and an Auburn team that if it weren't for the SEC referees would have one win. I mean, really? Yeah, I think it's. I think it's safe to say that, that is not a good team. No, it was not. I mean, it was they're fun definitely not the number fifteen team in the country. No, like it was a fun were. win because they were ranked, but it was not what I would actually like. And by at the end of the season, we I don't think we'll be able to look at that game and say that was a good win. Yeah. Nope. And on the other hand, the Tennessee loss is looking like a pretty awful loss. <laughs> that team is bad. Yeah. Every week after every week passes, I just wonder how we lost to them. I mean. Now, we'll probably say all this, and we'll probably somehow come out and beat Texas A&M in a week and a half because that's just South Carolina. But, I mean, I think you could make the argument that there's a very real chance we could lose every game left the rest of this year. No, no I mean, doubt. Yeah, Missouri. No Missouri looks good. Missouri's Ole Miss. Good. Offense is still really good. I mean, if, heck, if our defense plays like they did against LSU, Ole Miss put up 70 on us. Ole Miss might put, yeah. And then... It's just so unpredictable. And then Georgia has a defense, so. I mean, it's. I couldn't tell you what's going to happen for the rest of the year. I couldn't either. Honestly, like, I'm dead serious when I say it would not shock me if we finished. What are we now? Two and three? It would not shock me if we finished two and eight. It wouldn't completely shock me if we found a way to finish, like, five and five or six and four. Nope. Mm -hmm. Not at all. And that just comes with the absolutely no consistency whatsoever. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, even – we say that even against Auburn, we didn't outplay them that game. We, yeah, it was just turnovers. turnovers. But yardage-wise, I mean, they blew us out yardage-wise. Mm-hmm. Got killed in time of possession this week. Yep. And almost 150 yards more. You just can't win that way. I'll tell you one thing. If I was a sports better, there is zero chance I would ever bet on the Gamecocks because, like, they if I was, I would have probably bet on them this last week. Because I, like I said, I was cautiously optimistic, even though I was not ruling out the possibility that we would come out and just completely lay an egg. But when I saw that LSU was favored by six and a half points, my first thought was, that's easy money for Vegas. Like, mm-hmm. pick, pick Carolina, like, there. I mean, you're getting six and a half points against a team that looks terrible so far this year. Which, side note, again, I'm not a sports better, but if I was, I saw that Auburn was favored versus LSU by about three points this week. Jeez. I would have jumped on that thing as fast as I possibly could. Now, I'll probably say that, and Auburn will probably come out and win by 21, cause that's, and that's why I don't bet in sports, because I would be terrible at it probably, but I don't know. Like, yeah. We're getting off topic, but anyways. I don't know. I'm at a loss of words. Like, lost for words. It's... 
Just a disappointment. Mm-hmm. Any way you look at it. Yep, don't think there's too much to say about it. I mean, disappointment. You can't, I don't know. You know, maybe next week we need to just to give us some type of optimism and just try to act like maybe there will be a change. Maybe next week's show we should just talk about potential future head coaches. <laughs> <laughs> no, sadly, for some dumb reason, that Auburn win's probably enough to keep his job. I will say this. If we were to make the move and fire him, other than like the financial problems of COVID stuff right now, this year would be the best year to do it because there's going to be so many, so few teams firing their coaches because of the financials that you're going to have your choice of the crop. Yeah, just take mm-hmm. your pick. Yeah, so, I mean, from what I've been reading, if it gets bad enough the rest of the year, it's financially possible for us to do it. The problem is that Ray Tanner then makes the next hire. Both. That, see, fire. that's one thing that what scares me is I don't think if you fire Will Muschamp, in my opinion, the Board of Trustees has no option other than to fire Ray Tanner. No, you can't. You can't make because you can't hire an AD and a head coach in the same time. Because the AD is who fires the head coach. You can't do it. It's mm-hmm. just logistically well, not yeah, possible. yeah, that is true. I mean, Unless you fire him now. And, but then who are you going to get? That's the thing. Who are you going to get in time to make that hire? Yeah, you, you can't. So that, well, pretty much what I've been reading right now is that <sighs> See, it just, if Ray Tanner is fired, mess. if Ray Tanner is fired, we are guaranteed for Will Muschamp to be here next year. God. Which is why, personally. I don't know which one I would rather have. Personally, I was advocating last year to get rid of Ray Tanner then so that we could make the move this year if need be. Yeah, because, I mean, if you look at South Carolina sports across the board, other than women's basketball and the men's basketball team, what, two years ago when they made the Final Four? That's been three I mean, years ago. Three years ago? Baseball's mm-hmm. been driven in the ground besides the one super regional at Arkansas. They've not looked good. Football's in the tank. I mean, his tenure <laughs> So, I mean, you've got to do something at some point. But. Completely agree. I mean, of the coaches he's hired, I'm, did he hire Frank Martin? Oh. Uh, I want to say he did. I think he did. I don't know that he did. But maybe not. Let's see. Let's just do a little history check here. I know he didn't hire Dawn Staley because she's been here yeah, forever. He her. Let's see. Frank Martin's been here since 2012. Oh, so that means so he did. Uh, he could have, but keep in mind too, he, he hired Chad Holbrook and Mark Kingston, who's driven the baseball team in the ground. No, he couldn't have because they made the national championship that year. Yeah. Yeah. So essentially, what Ray Tanner's done? Yeah, he began his duties as AD on August second of twenty twelve. So he did not hire him. Um, so Ray Tanner has hired Will Muschamp. Definitely not a good choice so far. I mean, hired and fired Chad Holbrook. <laughs> and has hired Mark Kingston, who Kingston. I'm trying to be optimistic about, but so far we haven't seen a ton. Um, I was pretty optimistic when they hired him from South Florida, but now not so much. I mean, I think he could still turn around. They've got a great pitching staff yeah. this year, but. Um, but even. There just comes a. There just comes a point where you just gotta. You, you got to be able to say that the guy can't hire anybody. <laughs> he can't. Yeah, he but, doesn't have to hire anybody. I mean, he had the when he hired Will Muschamp. If I'm not mistaken, 
because Steve Spurrier quit in the middle of the year, we had the first job opening in the country, at Power 5 at least, and we were the last to fill it. So, I mean, he had his pick. He could have had a coach in waiting by the end of the year, and he just well didn't do it. The theory is that Tom Herman had agreed to come as coach, and then when we lost to the Citadel, it scared him off, which I think we honestly dodged the bullet there still. Yeah. Um, he's, a, he's a great fundraiser. He's great at getting the facilities and all that, but hiring people is not his thing. It seems telling like. you, though, if they do decide to fire Muschamp, who I would go get is Hugh Freeze from Liberty. Go bring <laughs> Freeze back. Back to the SEC. I mean, we'll, wait, for real, well, that's, we'll talk about that next week. It's just possible coaching cop board, just to give us something fun to do during a bye week. Um, we'll come out and we'll, we'll talk about that some, but so we can get more into that. Because uh, there's, there's some, I think there are some good candidates out there that would come to South Carolina. Uh, if we mm-hmm. present it. So we'll kind of put together a list and go through some of them um, next week or possibly even at some point this weekend. We'll kind of just see whatever the schedule ends up coming out to be. Uh, but we'll keep moving on because we have gone way off topic from an LSU recap at this point. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what we do. We go down some rabbit trails here. Um, any other final thoughts on LSU before we move on to taking some games? Nope. No, I mean, I think – the t- you just got to forget this one and remember how it made you yeah. feel and try not to let it happen the rest of the year. I mean, you can't dwell on it too much or you're going to – I mean, you're going to get yourself killed the rest of the year playing this brutal schedule they've got this year. I mean, you just got to forget about it and move on. Start prepping for A&M. All right, I got a quick question for each of you. I just want a simple yes or no answer. Yes or no. Do we see Ryan Holinsky or Luke Doty start a football game this season? Start, not get in. Start. No. No. I'm going to say yes. Mm. I don't think it'll be necessarily right after the bye week. But if Colin Hill comes out and looks like that, you cannot continue to play with him. Like, you just can't. Um, Considering some of the decision-making on our coaching staff, it would not surprise me one uh, bit. I mean, that's true. I think... I think Luke Doty starts a game before the end of the season. I hope you're right, but <laughs> be exciting I mean, to watch. Yeah, it doesn't. Honestly, it doesn't make sense to me why you wouldn't try it. I honestly, coming out of the bye week, I would not publicize it, and I would just march him out there. To I mean, start it, the it would leak. Game, it would leak. Me. There's no way it doesn't leak. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but I mean, it, that crowd would go crazy if you see him march out there, and they haven't. You know, here's I mean, the thing. And I honestly think this would be smart for most champ. This season, I mean, we're two and three. You could still somewhat salvage the season. I mean, if you go six and four, people consider it a good year. Um, but five and five, I think is. I mean, <laughs> I mean, yeah, you consider it decent. But I mean, that's sad though. That we're at the point where we say five yeah. and five is a good year. Uh, yeah, five hundred. Um, <laughs> But at this point, I'd take But honestly, if you're Muschamp, if you're trying to look towards your the future of your job and trying to get people excited, it makes no sense to keep trotting Colin Hill out there. People do that. He does not excite people as the future of the program. Because one, he only has a max of one year after this, even if he wanted to come back. You put Luke Doty out there, and he looks good. You can you have, have people, this year plus four more. Well, you have people very excited going into next year. I mean, you got to think. 
If people know Mike Bode, oh, oh Mike Bodie, <laughs> Mike Bobo calling the <laughs> offense. Um, Mike Bobo calling the offense. If Luke Doty looked good, an electric Luke Doty at quarterback, Marshawn Lloyd and uh, Kevin Harris with uh, also Deshaun Fenwick and Taquandre right back there at running back. If you somehow talk Shai Smith into coming back, I don't think that happens. So honestly, I mean he'd be crazy. He's his his stock cannot go up higher than it will be after this year. No. Um, but even if not, you got Jalen Brooks. Uh, you got some of the younger guys that you hope would develop. I mean, there there would be a lot of excitement in on the offensive side going into next season. Um, I think he'd be crazy not to try it. He needs people to be excited at this point. Yeah. I mean, but I can definitely see it, but I don't see it coming It makes sense to us, from, so that means the problem um, will happen yeah, because I mean, Chip doesn't make logical decisions. Take the fan excitement <laughs> out of it. I'd just want to try something different to save my job. Of course, if I had a $13 million buyout, I might not, but <laughs> I'd be begging him to fire He is me, just but. insanely conservative, I and mean, we hadn't even talked about that. Why did we kick so many field goals? I'm just going to say this. Uh, the fact that we marched the, the field goal unit out there when we were down, what was it, 21? Something However like much it was, and then we missed the field goal. It serves, it serves us right for doing that. Uh-huh. Like, it didn't even bother me that we missed them because the field goal wasn't going to do anything. No. When you can't stop them on defense, three points when you're down 21 is not going to do anything for you whatsoever. And I think it was fourth and five, so I mean, it's not like it was fourth and 20. And I mean, yeah. and, I mean what do you lose? And also the 54-yard one. Parker White has been a great kicker for us, but he's shown that over 50 yards is not his wheelhouse. He's made one field goal ever, and I think it was exactly 50. So I fully yeah. believe that going out there and trotting him out there, a guy that's been great for us all year, he misses that field goal. I think it hurts your confidence, hurts your rhythm, and that's I think that plays a big role as to why he missed the next two. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. It's just... Because one of them, he missed pretty bad when he missed it right. I mean, it wasn't even close. There's Which just there's a lot of things that we don't have. I mean, you know that uh, you know the meme of like the couple walking with the guy looking at the other girl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you can make one of that. But Will Muschamp's face on the guy and the girl walking with him could be making a game competitive, and the girl uh, the girl he's walking with holding hands could be making a game competitive. The girl walking by that he's looking at kick a field goal. Yep. <laughs> I mean, that could be an exact. Yep. I, I should go out and make it. I think it would probably go viral because it could not be more accurate. Like, that man loves a field goal. Like, I don't know if he thinks it count for more than three points or if somebody, like, maybe these other coaches just have some incriminating pictures of him. I don't know what it is, <laughs> but he's doing something to where he's just, Coach, we're down 24. What do you need to do? Kick a field goal. Kick a field goal. Coach, we're down 32 with kick a field goal. 15 minutes left in the game. Let's kick a field goal, boys. Coach, we're down We're down seven with two minutes left in the game. Kick a field goal. Go for it. <laughs> also, we're down 14 with eight minutes left. Let's just run that play clock down to two, guys. Come on. we got to make sure we milk that clock so that we can try to kick an onside kick and don't give them any time to score after we cut this game up. Somehow, after recovering a miracle onside kick, it's scoring in 30 seconds. I mean, it's just always something. Yeah, they need to learn how to do some simple math. Yeah, and yeah, it's it's bad. It's he needs really to re, he needs to reprint his cheat sheet that tells him what to do in situational football like that. 
because it is wrong. <laughs> I mean, take, other than the recruiting, because a, a coach ain't going to be able to recruit. But I think you could put for just straight game day out there. I think you could go put some high school coaches out there that are going to do a better job of game day coaching than him. Kyle Richardson. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> okay, first of all, that's just you being biased because of Northwestern. Second of all, why would you bring up a coach from the team of the upstate on this podcast? I mean, you said you high just school. get out of here. This Spencer, is in his high school days. Spencer, this you have a one week ban. One week ban from Cocky Corner. <laughs> I'm tempted uh, to mute you for the rest of the show. Don't do that. Um, all right, but anyways, we'll get into our picks now. Finish up the LSU recap there. Wasn't really much of a recap other than just kind of a vent session, but um, <laughs> we'll get into our picks for this week. So, Spencer, go ahead and give us the rundown of what we're going to be picking this week. So, we've got nine games to pick this week, but from up until today, our picks on the year. No, don't, we don't need to talk about these. I'm 10 and 8. Garrett's 14 and 4 at Kentucky. Can you, can you repeat that? You cut out on my end there for a second. So the first game that we've got for this week is Georgia at Kentucky. Yeah. I'm going to just go on with Georgia. Yeah, I'm picking Georgia. Yeah, Georgia. I mean, there's not really much to discuss there. If Kentucky wins that game, I will gladly be shocked. <laughs> okay, this is kind of an intriguing one. LSU at Auburn. Based off last week, I'm going LSU. I'm going to go LSU because, I mean, really, Auburn should have one win this season. I mean, that's really the fact of the matter. What about you, Garrett? I'm going to go with Auburn since it's at Auburn. Which means Auburn will probably win because he's G-Money. And his picks are money this year. (laughs) Yep. So the next one is Ole Miss at Vanderbilt. I'm going Ole Miss. Ole Miss. Yep, same here. But I would say that Ole Miss is one of those teams that honestly wouldn't shock me if they just come out and also lay an egg at times. Vanderbilt hadn't won, have they? No. Don't think so. Okay, Mississippi State at Alabama. Oh, Alabama. Oh, yes, Alabama. Not a great okay, lineup Arkansas of games at – wait, what? I said not a great lineup of games this week. No, Arkansas mm-hmm. at Texas A&M. This was a little more intriguing, but I'm going to go A&M. Yeah, Texas A&M. Yes, same here. I'll tell you what, though. Sam Pittman's looking like a heck of a hire. Yes, sir. And Barry Odom, I truly believe, may be the best defensive coordinator in the country. Yeah. I mean, he has done some miraculous things there so far. Real good. Chad Morris had not won an SEC game there since, what, like 2017 or something? It was two, I think it was two years. And they've already won two, correct? Yeah, I think they should have so. beaten Auburn. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's only one, but I think it's two they've won so far. Okay, the next game we've got is Missouri at Florida. I'm going with Florida. I think there's a chance that game gets postponed. Um, Florida had yeah. six more positive tests today, evidently. But 
I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Missouri. Oh. Mm. I'm gonna go for the upset there, if it even gets played. What about oh. you, Garrett? I'm going with Florida. Okay. Now we got Boston College at the Upstate team. Oh, why are we even picking this one? Uh, I'll go with Clemson. I'm going to go. You know, i got to start looking at possibly actually making my record decent. <laughs> I'm going with Clemson as much as I hate to. So I am going to go with. I'm trying to pull up this game just to see. Try and find a way the Boston College can beat them. <laughs> trying to look and see if there's some type of miracle out there. Um, I'm going to go with future New York Jets quarterback Trevor Lawrence. Mm. J E T S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Gosh. Okay, and Michigan, Michigan State at Michigan. First Big Ten game we picked this year. I'm going Michigan. I mean, Michigan State. You're going Michigan State? No, I'm going Michigan. I'm saying oh. Michigan State was bad last week. Oh. I was about to say. They lost to Rutgers. Rutgers. Greg Sheehan. You're going with Michigan too, Garrett. Yep. And our last game of the week that we're going to pick is Ohio State and Penn State. I'm going to go with Ohio State. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Penn State doesn't deserve to still be ranked. I'm sorry, but they don't. No, not after the game against Indiana. I mean, Indiana's not a bad team. Can, can we add one more uh, game to pick two after this one? Yeah, what, what is it? Uh, Texas and Oklahoma State. Or, I'm assuming we all were picking... Uh, yeah, Ohio, Ohio State. State. So you're going with Ohio State too? Mm-hmm. And you said Texas, Oklahoma State? Yeah, I think that could be a good game. I'm going to Oklahoma State. Yeah, they were kind of a dark horse team this year before all the COVID stuff happened. But I'm going to go with Oklahoma State too. Mm. Let me they see. What's the... Texas is favored according to ESPN. Really? As far as their FPI goes. Which I don't really understand. I'm just gonna I'm gonna mix it up and go Texas. I mean they've they lost to Oklahoma in a big game. So I I just think they're I think they're due for one. Alright. I like the different pick. That's kinda how I went with Missouri. So looking at the And then games, both of y'all are going with Oklahoma State, right? Yeah. How many games did mm-hmm. we actually have somebody pick differently? I feel like this looks pretty straightforward. So we had the Texas Oklahoma State game. And then I think it was just the Missouri mm-hmm. and the Florida game. Well no. Because LSU Auburn, me and you, Chandler, both picked LSU, Garrett picked Auburn. So three. Okay. Yeah. So, not a big change in the standings in our picks either way after this week, probably, but I could maybe make up a little bit of ground. <laughs> All right. Um, well, the good news, next week, 
we cannot be in here talking about a loss. We will get to <laughs> always talking. something we look forward to as South Carolina fans. Can't lose in the bye week. <laughs> we'll also, uh, like I said, kind of do it. We'll be doing a kind of coaches uh, hot list at some point, just in the hopes that a change is made. And um, we'll be getting that out either this weekend or next week in our normal show time. And then next week we'll also still preview the AM game, although I think it could be a little difficult to preview because. Again, as inconsistent as we are, you just never know really what team's going to be out there. Um, I feel like no matter what you're saying, you kind of have to go with both sides of, hey, we could actually make this interesting, possibly pull off a win, or it could be 50-something to 17 or whatever as well. Um, you just never know with us. All right, but any final thoughts from you, Spencer, or UG Money? Nope, thank God. Uh, nope, just glad we can't lose. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, thanks everybody for joining us on Cocky's Corner. Um, again, we'll be back here next week. Hope you all have a great rest of your week. Go, Cox, and Spurs up. <laughs>